What is good, Divine Gang Gang? Listen, I hope you've had an amazing week, especially after um, Chapter 2. Chapter 2 was a game changer for me. Um, Definitely took advantage of the activity that was recommended by Seabold, and I could feel the transformation, and I found myself just kind of applying it to things that I was doing throughout the week and allow myself to just think really outside of the box, but in his words, in non-linear terms. So super duper excited to get into chapter three of How Rich People Think by Steve Siebold. Um, The subtitle is Turn Your Ambition Into Action. You guys, like I said, I'm just always so in love with, with just the simplest things because this is, it's one thing to manifest. It's one thing to be ambitious, but let's make sure to be proactive. Okay. Let's turn this ambition into action. Obviously, if you're listening to this or you tuned in, the ambition is there. The drive is there. You're wanting to manifest your, what you're seeking is seeking you, but let's apply the action. So let's get into it. So uh, title for number three says, Middle class believes hard work creates wealth. World class believes leverage creates wealth. Love that contrast, you guys. So I'm going to read through it. Um, it's pretty short. And then I'll come back and do my reaction. And I'll also give you the um, resources, critical thinking question, and action steps by Stephen Siebold. All right, so I'll read the title again. Middle class believes hard work creates wealth. World class believes leverage creates wealth. If hard work was the secret to financial success, every construction worker and cocktail waitress would be rich. (laughs) The wealthy strategically focus their efforts on the most profitable areas of their business while leveraging their contacts, credibility, and resources to maximize the results of every action they take. World-class performers work hard, but not in the traditional sense. Hard work to the wealthy means outthinking their competitors and leveraging the collective brain power of their advisors. The middle class sees work as a badge of honor. The world class sees success as a more important badge of honor. While one group is mentally and physically exhausted at the end of the day, the other is fresh and excited about thinking of new solutions and ideas that will keep the first group employed. Mm. As a result, the middle class lives paycheck to paycheck and the world class lives without limits. The only real difference lies in their approach and ability to use leverage in place of linear effort. The average person is playing life's proverbial slot machine, okay, while the the wealthy own the slot machine. (laughs) The beauty of living in a capitalistic society is that anyone in the middle class is free to make the necessary changes in thinking to capitalize on the concept. Most people won't do it because they are either unaware of how they think differently or they don't believe it's possible. Either way, the wealthy will continue to amass fortune while the masses sit on the sidelines worrying about how to pay their bills. That 
is powerful, you guys. It reminds me of a, of a multivitamin that I'm taking. That's like it's like a three X potency vitamin. This is short, sweet, and to the point. I mean, this this is a lot to process going into the week ahead. Um, so I'm gonna go through the uh, resources, critical thinking, and action step, and then you're free to go for your week. And then for those of you who want to stay back and hear my the musing part of it, more than welcome to. So the rich resource that uh, Steve Siebold recommends here is the book. Your Money and Your Brain, How the New Science of Neuroeconomics Can Help Make You Rich. You guys, this guy, I swear, my my, my uh, library is going to be off the chain. It's going to be off the chain. You Just by the title, of, of course, I'm a little bit low-key nerd, but I love this kind of stuff. So you're going to want to check it out. It says, Your Money and Your Brain, How the New Science of Neuroeconomics Can Help Make You Rich by Jason Zweig. All right? Um... I'll be interested to see to see if this one's a uh, audio book. So while I'm going throughout my day, I can listen to it. All right. So the critical thinking question that you want to think about for this week and moving forward, right? What were you taught about hard work when you grow up? When you were growing up, this thing. I know if you were listening to this the way I was, it, it's true. We were. We were. Conditioned to definitely not think like world-class leaders, right? So the action step here is make a decision to let go of any limiting beliefs you have about hard work. Done. Check mark. And start thinking about how you can use leverage to become more successful. Oh, man. This is this is a beautiful progression because we're thinking outside of the box and now we're going to be looking at leverage. All right. So there's your message in the first six minutes. Um, <laughs> the side quote here that's um, kind of like in between the, the chapters, it says the entire essence of America is the hope to first make money, then to make money with money. Then make lots of money with lots of money. A. I'm here for it. Okay. And that quote was by Paul Erdman. Okay. So I love it. I love it. You know, the same thing that we do with the divine journey. We look at, you know, divine versus non-divine. Divine masculine versus divine feminine. What is the balance? What are the strengths? Um, what is the ascended thoughts, right? In one of the first chapters, he said something about um, like ascended levels of thinking, right? We're not doing low vibrational, low frequency thinking. We're, we're thinking above and beyond. So it's like, let's take it to up a, a notch. Let, let me um, give you the points that stood out to me. And that's true. So it says, if hard work was the secret to financial success, everyone would be would be rich. And it makes me think about, you know, the 20 years that I put into corporate working in the, you know, for other people, to be quite honest, in the next three years, I will have gotten to those goals and surpassed them a hundredfold, just with the knowledge that I that I acquired of how to invest, how to approach business, having access to the right tools. And it's like, I wish I had this 20 years ago. I could have retired in five years. 
and ended in a much better position, right? So I can definitely, definitely co-sign on that. It's not about the hard work. Some of the easiest ways I've acquired wealth within the last 12 months have been working smarter, right? And having the access to the right tools. Because I could have gone through these next, you know, past 48 months, four years, still applying the same rules, still applying the same principles, and still be in that rut, right? So it says, the wealthy strategically, I love these words. These are these are like power punches. Strategically focus their efforts on the most profitable areas here it says of their business and leveraging and this is this one divine feminines divine masculines um i've been talking to you about what it means to buy a rolex what it means that to pick out a um good divine masculine divine feminine what do you bring to the table these are the things that we need to be working on leveraging your contacts that's your social capital your your net worth Network, net worth, right? This is the point I want to, uh, this is actually a great point for me to bring it up. You need to have, you know, um, I always refer to your network as your, as a diamond. So the more um, facets, the more different people you have in your diamond, the more facets, the more brilliant your net work is the more your net worth is right so you need to be able to have a lawyer um, a doctor um, an accountant a business person a realtor um, people in different professions somebody in city city council um, people who are in um, business chapters right people who are into imports and exports and in the auto industry and insurance people who do contract law. You need to start focusing on how to leverage those contacts. And yes, part of it is <clears throat> you want to have them in your in your phone book, but that means that you're going to have to be able to exchange some have something in exchange for it too, right? Credibility. <clears throat> your reputation matters. You know, and it's important to learn this from an early age. This is something that kind of really bothers me a little bit that I think we need to address a little bit more, especially with our young people. Credibility, you know, means that you show up when you say you're going to show up, how you're going to show up and you stick to your word. And there's and it has to do with ethics. And you leverage that and you honor that and you protect that at all costs. The next thing that leverage is the resources. One of the things I had to learn was how can I take a hundred dollars and maximize it to get the most output of this hundred dollars and keep doing that process over and over and over, figuratively speaking, right? So you're gonna have resources available to you. How can you get the maximum out of what you have? And that's for every action they take it's continual it happens every day throughout the day with every decision that you make world-class performers work hard but not in the traditional sense hard work to the wealthy means out thinking their competitors you guys um even as i'm thinking on on 
the research I was doing on Queen Sheba, she came to Solomon with the hard questions. Sometimes I think with employee mindset, we just show up, we do as we're told, we're happy for the paycheck and we go home. And as long as we get our paycheck, we're not asking questions. But one of the things you have to do to get ahead is to start to think about your competitors, how to be the best, how to get the most out of what you got, how to get it, how to get it there quicker, faster, and better quality, effectively and efficiently. It says, and leveraging the collective brain power of their advisors. That is deep, you guys. It's There's some gems in here that really you could listen to this over and over again. The collective brain power of your advisors. What this is talking about is you're good, you know, um, strategizing, but iron sharpens iron. And then that's where it's important for you to surround yourself with people who think of things differently. Right. The other day I was listening to this conversation. It was a, a masculine and I decided to just push myself, push myself. Normally we talk about trades, but um, he was talking about contracts that celebrities take. And I'm glad I listened to it because it made me think of business in a different way. What does it mean to have output and performance and how to contract people to work on your team? Collective brain power of your advisors. Start to surround yourself with like-minded people who are looking to maximize their credibility. Their um, credibility is very important to me, guys. But credibility um, and resources as well that are competitive and ambitious. Okay, and I love that it's advisors. You know, it. you don't have to take everyone's word, but it's something about filling out the gaps. One of the things about business also is you're not going to know everything. That's okay. That's why you're going to have people to advise you in, you know, the structural engineering for your, for your properties or the contract laws um, for like, even, you know, what we're, we're talking about, this group is talking about buying our first duplex. You're going to have to get a... Um, Someone who comes to the house, an inspector, and that person's going to go through and tell you about the foundation, the plumbing, the lighting, the electricity, the air conditioning, everything. And then you can make, but you, you know, you have to surround yourself with people who can help you. Says middle class sees hard work as a badge of honor. And that's true. That is so true. When I first started working um, and even throughout the, you know, majority of my working for other people, I was like, oh, I'm coming in before my boss, leaving after my boss. At one point, I used to carry tables across the campus by myself and be like, wow, I'm working so hard. Listen, by the time I left, I learned to delegate, delegate, right? Um, One of the, the people or the organizations that worked on our campus was for Hilton, So I made sure I called in and told them exactly what I wanted for the menu, looked up the best foods, and they were able to deliver because they're coming from a, you know, they have the resources of a five-star hotel. And I would just call the different departments, physical plant, let them know I want X amount of tables at this time. Um, When the activity is done, go ahead and pick everything up. But, you know, and, and that's a game changer. Hard work, you know, 
one of the, 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 the things that um, I saw on YouTube was sometimes rich people don't like to talk to poor people. You kind of, and then, and then I start to understand why, because they haven't gone through that transition yet, right? Do you see hard work as a badge of honor? And if that kind of made you, especially with so many of us having resigned, it was like 11 million people have resigned this year alone, if I'm not mistaken, or in the month of August. But what is the mental map? What are the thought constructs that we have regarding work? Did we view hard work as a badge of honor? It says world-class sees success as more important, as a more important badge of honor. And that is so deep. That's something that I think I'm going to take with me um, after this, you know, I close out this podcast. What does success mean? What does it mean to show for myself? What does it mean to, to really go for that lifestyle that I want? That's where the real results are. That's where the badge of honor is. Um, yeah, one group is mentally and physically exhausted. The other one is fresh and excited about thinking about new solutions and ideas that keep the first group employed. And I love that for divine, the divine group, because you guys, we are coming up with new ideas, new solutions to world problems. I say this over and over again, go to Wikipedia, look up the like in the third or fourth paragraph, what comes with the age of Aquarius <clears throat> and look how you you and or your twin can go on a mission solving those problems, coming up with new ideas, coming up with new solutions. Promise you that that's a gem right there. Okay. And the thing is, it's like, this is beautiful too, because we're looking to keep other people employed. One of the things that I was reminded when I was looking at the story of Solomon is how many employees he had, right? And so he had cupbearers and advisors and um, people who, you know, cooked in the kitchen for him and all of those different things. The more successful you are, the more you can bless other people. Okay. And that's, that's a concept I think a lot of us miss out on. Um... That allows you to live without limits. The difference lies in the approach and ability to use leverage in a place of linear effort. So he's talking about last week, we were talking about how the wealthy, the world-class thinkers, uh, they are non-linear in their approach. Thinking outside of the box, it's not straightforward. They're going to get there, but it's going to be, how can I take advantage of the things around me? So this is very much goes in hand in hand with last, last week's message. Um, let's see. I love this because it says the wealthy owns the slot machine. I love that so much, you guys. It's so delicious that I, I can't really expand on it any more than what he's put here. It says the average person is playing life's proverbial slot machine while the wealthy own the slot machines. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that the divine tribe has... We are equipped just like everyone else. At the end of the day, we're all given these universal laws and principles and we're given the talents and we just have to have the mastery. But this is about using your mind and how to use the things around you to to make it tangible, right? Um
Yes, this is one thing I've learned, come to fall in love with too. Straight up, like, like this is this guy. I'm telling you, Brian Seabold is just bringing it, and this sentence alone encapsulates so much. Word for word, beautiful. The beauty of living in a capitalistic society is that anyone in the middle class is free to make the necessary changes in thinking. Huh? To capitalize on the concept. You get to a point in life where you start to realize, wait a minute, if Donald Trump is paying zero taxes, if Jeff Bezos is paying zero taxes, if, um, what's his name? Elon Musk is paying zero taxes. Nothing is stopping me. I know that some of us have it a little bit harder and that there's, um, you know, obstacles in the way. But the formula is there. And so you start to outthink and outmaneuver those obstacles to get there. But it's available to you. Um, I talked about how even in the Bible, the truth is the prosperity gospel is right there. And we've been sold the poverty mindset to just be happy with the paycheck, the paycheck, gambling, you know, um, playing the proverbial slot machine, religion, the constructs did that to us. But prosperity gospel tells us that, you know, all of these things, when you look at Solomon and David and the palace and Queen of Sheba and Boaz and all those different people, Abraham, Jacob, wealthy. But one of the things, and I won't get into it here, even with Jacob, um, he looked at innovative ways. He was known for breeding the sheep, but he he started to figure out, okay, if I mix these two, I'm going to get these results. I'm going to get this type of wool. I'm going to get the best quality. He was known for that. And that's how he made his wealth. And that's an amazing story. You look at Boaz, known for his wheat fields, and you listen to the strategy and how he acquired his land, how he even got into the relationship with Ruth. The strategy, leveraging the resources, I kid you guys not. If you go and look at the stories, the gems are there, but they'll never tell you that. They'll never tell you that it's nonlinear thinking. They'll also not tell you that it's okay to have the finest rubies and spices and engineers and architects that is world-renowned and what it takes for you to get there to own the slot machine. Um, but he said, and, and it's free to you to make the necessary changes to your thinking. All is mind. You transform your mind, everything else falls into place. Love that. Most people won't do it because they are either unaware of how they can think differently or they don't believe it. And I think even as I'm putting up these podcasts, I'm I'm here, I'm pushing you. I've been to one pinnacle of success, but I'm an eagle, I'm a phoenix, so I have to circle up higher. I know what it's like to, to be, you know, have money around and I'm looking at things differently and I'm trying to counsel you with how to get there with me, how to get there quicker. And some of the things that I would, I'm going to be doing differently, but it's possible. And I know it's even, you know, it was one thing for me to see 
one of my my um, colleagues hit those levels and to be successful, but the blueprint is all around you in different um, races and ethnicities and genders. It's possible, it can be done. I don't want you to doubt that if I tell you in three years, two years, we're gonna get that investment property, we're gonna be buying vineyards and bee farms and wind, windmill um, you know, stuff and, and oh, I mentioned investment properties and our own houses and our nice cars and investment pieces and travel. If you kind of doubt it and you feel like, you know, I've been working all my life so hard why are you saying it's it's possible? Because it is. Because the blueprint is all around us. We just have to change our thinking. How do we leverage all of the knowledge that we have to get the most out of the knowledge that we have up until this point? How do we take the resources that we have and look for ways to 10x it? Um... And I love it. He's a little bit savage, but this is Divine Masculine. I love it. He says, either way, the wealthy will continue to amass fortunes while the masses sit on the sidelines worrying about how to pay their bills. He's like, I already told you the formula. He just dropped the mic. That's the last sentence in this chapter. He dropped the mic. He's like, listen, do you, boo? I already told you what you need to do. It's simple. The blueprint is right there for the taking. If you want to continue to worry and, you know, sit on the sidelines and live at a low level, trying to gamble and trying to figure stuff out. He said, I'm going to live my best life. He dropped the mic. He said, either way, the wealthy will continue to amass fortunes. (laughs) So join us or not, run with the wolf pack or not. It's an open invitation for you to run with the wolf pack. Fall into order, fall into rank. Copy the right cat. Either way, the wealthy will continue to amass fortunes while the masses sit on the sidelines worrying about how to pay their bills. So, yeah, the invitation is there. I'm in the wolf pack. I'm not at the head of the wolf pack. I might be a little bit ahead of you, but trust me, I'm copying the right cats. I have mentors that are millionaires. People that in the middle of a pandemic are just coming back from Dubai, traveling full class, designer, everything, having workshops, experiencing all of the different experiences. When just last year, their salon had to shut down because of the pandemic and was able to go from like just taking 5000 growing it to 50000 to $100,000 days. Another one of my mentors her son just bought his second Airbnb property, has a Turo fleet with exotic cars, Alfa Romero's, muscle cars, put in a Tesla in there. He's only like, I think if, if I say he's 24, I might not even be doing him justice. About two years ago, she had her first 100,000 day trading in the stock market. Just this week, because she's been grooming us and training us to work in groups. She helped other people also make 100,000, their first 100,000 day. Right, I'm talking about network, net worth. And I hear her language and I hear how she talks and I look at the trades. None of this stuff is overnight, if I'm quite honest. 
it's not going to happen overnight but there's something about falling into into the wolf pack and following with them and running with the pride right when you think about lions and lionesses and how they start to run with the pack the opportunity is there for you and his invitation is i'm doing it from the feminine side join us i invite you He's a little bit more gangster with it. He's a little bit more, you know, divine masculine. He's like, listen, at the end of the day, I told you what it is. Here's the formula. Chapter three. <laughs> Those three chapters, he really could have just walked away. But you want to come back for chapter four and take a sneak peek next Monday. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Let me close the book. Let me put it back here. We're going to come back for chapter four next Monday. Think about that as you're moving forward this week. Okay. I'm going to sign off. I'm going to charge you with, um, with love, with the love of your life. And the love of your life is you, boo. So show up for yourself. Okay. Going to charge you with light and black light because black light illuminates the invisible. Going to charge you with health with wealth, with wisdom, and prosperity. Until the next podcast, I love each and every one of you. Peace.